episode three of Lines on Music podcast. The music you've just heard in the introduction is a composition called Samuro by the guitarist Harry Diplock. Harry is one of the members of the London Django Collective, who are the subject of this episode. The London Django Collective are a group of young musicians in the London jazz scene who, alongside other projects, are regularly playing and performing music in the lineage of the jazz guitarist Django Reinhardt and his ensemble with the violinist Stefan Grappelli, the quintet of the Hot Club of France. The music, repertoire and performance style of the Quintet of the Hot Club of France would ultimately be codified into what we today term jazz manouche or sometimes gypsy jazz. This followed a resurgence of this music from the 1970s onwards by groups such as the T.T. Winterstein Quintet from Germany, the group Vosso in Belgium, which featured the guitarist Fappy Lafertain, Stockler Rosenberg and the Rosenberg Trio in the Netherlands, and more recently the guitarist Borelli Legren whose recordings, particularly his Gypsy Project and Gypsy Project and Friends from 2001 and 2002, as well as his live DVD, Borelli Legren and Friends at Jazz of Yen, were a particular catalyst for the modern jazz manouche sound, which, while having a broad range of notable international figures, such as Joshua Stefan from Germany and Gonzalo Bergara from Argentina, is very much centred around and associated with the Parisian scene. Notable figures from the Parisian scene include Adrian Moignard and Sebastian Juno, among others. In the conversation here with the guys from the London Django Collective, we discuss the collective itself, their motivations for putting it together and its formation, and we talk about the idea of an emergent London sound and how that sits in relation to the Parisian sound that fans of this music will likely be most familiar with. Finally, we discuss some of the recordings. The group has recorded a great collection of original songs in the style, reflecting the modern jazz manouche sound as it stands today, but also pushing out its boundaries by drawing in more influences, and you'll hear more about that shortly. There are of course nods to the waltz culture which is so prominent in the jazz minutia style, at least more so than in jazz more broadly I think, and this comes from the music's early associations with Musette, the music which was really a hybrid of music from rural French and Italian immigrant communities at the beginning of the 20th century in Paris. Notably the music that they've recorded isn't intended as an album, but as a showcase for the group and the individuals involved. The collective will be releasing it over the coming months and we'll hear shortly how they plan to release it. Okay, so let's get into it. Just before we start, could uh, you just say your name and your instrument just so people can uh, identify the voices as they go around? Yeah, okay. My name is Robin Katz and I play the piccolo. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I'm Matt Holborn and I play the violin. Harry Diplock and I play guitar. Robin Katz, guitar. Kurosh Kanani, I play the guitar. And I'm Jeremy Kulon, I also play the guitar. And that you do. Wow. And that, and that you do well. That was a lot of guitarists. <laughs> <laughs> One violinist. Classic Gypsy Jazz. Yeah. String theory. String theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh the amount of like album terrible jazz yeah. violin albums called String Theory. <laughs> so I only heard about the collective like last week from you guys. Yeah. Actually, so it's uh, first time hearing about it. And um, I mean, I guess starting off, maybe you could tell us about the collective, you know, where the idea came from, kind of what the, the aim with the collective was. So I, th- I think the idea came from uh, me and Harry just said, oh, it'd be nice to do something that was a little bit less like, like egocentric than, because I mean, yeah, Gypsy Jazz tends to, or a lot of jazz tends to be all about like, you know, the something, something quintet or whatever. Yeah. And, and actually sometimes it's nice to just, realize that you know you've got a big group of, of friends who are great musicians and to just you know get something together with everybody and everybody sort of coming together and helping promote each other's music and and uh, yeah and we all have the same sort of idea in a lot of mm. sort of the same sort of idea as to how the music gets played and so yeah it's like the smitty's jam as well 
yeah. sort of we wanted to capture that. We were like, that's a good thing that's going on. Let's just let's just do a project with it with that to try and capture it. So yeah, it's worth mentioning. I guess right now we're in uh, Kansas Smitty's bar and venue in uh, off Broadway Mar- or on Broadway Market in London. Yeah. So that's what you're talking about. You're talking about the Gypsy Jazz Jam that you have here in Smitty's. Yeah. And so how frequently are you doing that? Just once a month. <laughs> yeah, once a month. Okay. And so this has kind of come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think because like when they asked us to do it, we're like just certain yeah everyone just started showing like people just started showing up and it was like oh this is like this is basically the little scene that we have like let's just and I know that everyone writes music or or at the time wanted to write music so Mm -hmm. I was just like let's just do it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you kind of touched on it a minute ago like the idea of a collective is a really nice one because often in in like jazz settings you have like this person's quintet that person's leading it and it's kind of like they're the person fronting it but here it's like you know the idea of the collective it's kind of it um yeah, create something like more collaborative, I think, yeah. which is kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, and I think that like if you have like a quartet or something, then like and then you and you try and you make it a band, it's always gonna end up being led by one person. Or or, or it just tends to be led. Things tend to be led. But if you just if you like open it out and have like too many people, you know, there's basically too many like opinions for it to be led by one person. So it starts to yeah, spread out a bit. Yeah, no. yeah, and I think like like in gypsy jazz, like bands aren't really that common a thing. I mean, like you guys have Lachapen, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and like similarly, like OP Quartet in Paris, for example. Yeah, I mean, like, they're really good because they're a band and because they can do arrangements. Yeah. whereas opposed to people who just meet up for a gig, they just yeah. do kind of like common endings yeah. and things like that. So you get a much more out of a band or much more out of a collective yeah. as well. Yeah. So like the kind of blurb that you have for this actually is kind of interesting to me too. Um, so you said. Collective was born out of a desire to create a local and innovative forum for musicians influenced by the legacy of Django Reinhardt. Yeah, I don't know. I can't do it. Someone drafted it quickly. Yeah, I always like, did it on the tube. <laughs> but it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. It does sound good. Yeah, but the idea yeah. of like, lo- local is kind of interesting because like, jazz has always been associated with place. So like, yeah. you know, starting with New Orleans and then Bebop in New York. Yeah. Django Reinhardt in the quintet with Paris. Yeah. Um, and today, like the jazz music scenes, yeah. you know, very much associated with Paris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just like. I mean, we weren't sure about whether to call it London or whether that was. But I th- we th- we thought sod it, let's just do it. You know. Yeah. There are quite clear scenes in gypsy jazz across yeah. Europe. There's quite a clear, like, well-defined kind of Parisian scene, and then like Italians and mm-hmm. Dutch and Germans, and they all have their own kind of sound. Yeah. To the point, of this is also like let's yeah. represent our sound, like, like we have our own kind of thing. Yeah. Just kind of to that kind of it's like, yeah. To sound more like every exactly everyone sounds Samuel different, but we have for like, jazz that's right. Like yeah. The Django Reinhardt Festival, mm. and it's like. The UK, the London scene, especially the London guys, we all have our own little sound when we go there. Mm. So that was also part of why we wanted to, well, my sort of chat to Matt about this is like, do you want to try and capture that while it's a thing? Because, yeah. I don't know, people might change and do lots of different stuff over the next few years, so yeah. it's nice to just get that, get some sure. recordings while, while... And, like, local sounds do develop like that by people playing together. So you guys are all playing together at the jam session or in your band, so, like, that's how you're kind of your distinct yeah. sound would develop anyway, right? Mm-hmm. How do you think the sound differs from maybe the Parisian sound? Is it, is it possible to kind of identify that? Big question. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little bit worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean... Uh, I think the Parisian sound has, is its own thing. came out of something that happened about 15 years ago or something. Yeah. There was a big explosion with that and there's been this new sound that's created and I'm pretty sure every 
most Gypsy Jazz guitarists at least have been influenced by it and it's definitely leaked into London to some extent but I think it's just because we're not we don't have all the sort of places and the players that Paris does so not everyone is completely saturated in that sound they've got bits of it um, and it's I, think, I have a feeling there's maybe more also, intensity in with that one sound in Paris it's we like don't have Paris that culture sound. of like yeah, a soloist and a guy that plays yeah, rhythm that's a big thing no it's more, it's more of a collective and that's, that's why here. this is nice in a way and that's yeah. why we like to do this because we're all equal here yeah. and like so we've all got something else to bring it's not like one of us is I mean don't get me wrong like rhythm players in Paris are incredible yeah. but it's just yeah it's nice because everyone gets their say yeah sort of thing and that's something like that you've done in the collective so you're all it's like compositions by all of you right yes yeah. is that mm-hmm. how it's worked mm-hmm. yeah it's not like the bassists didn't write anything but okay. but there's two bassists on it right is yeah. it Simon and Pete Simon Reed yeah. and Pete Thomas just like the two guys who we play with a lot and who yeah. like you know being in, like in, like the music and play it really nicely you know so there are five composers in total okay. so um, four of us guitarists mm-hmm. and Matt on violin and then each okay. one wrote two tunes yeah actually speaking of the tunes some quite I mean there's all original tunes but then there's one which I had a quick listen to the rough mixes today um, there's one which is called Jam but it's Tiger Eye oh yeah right. just Tiger Eye yeah. yeah yeah so it's like the one uh, standard mm-hmm. yeah that's not we're not going to have a little bit of extra studio time so we just jam <laughs> that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We didn't, we're not going to like release that on uh, online we're just gonna, we've just got a video for that we just sort of did a we just thought it'd be nice to have a video oh yes yeah. little bonus yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know hey it's not all so serious yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know we can have fun too yeah. I thought it was interesting that you picked that because the blurb says in the legacy of Django Reinhardt you know you might have picked Django's Tiger but you picked Tiger Rag of course yeah. to contact to that mm. but, um, but it's interesting because you know that goes back to the very like roots of jazz you know the yeah. first recordings yeah. of jazz with the original Dixieland jazz band as a Tiger Rag yeah, yeah. Louis Armstrong. Supposedly the, the first ever recorded jazz song, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Don Crogan. Yeah, yeah. So like just 100, over 100 years ago as well. Yeah, but I think, you know, I, that wasn't a, it's not a Django tune, but I don't doubt. I mean, that wasn't Django's repertoire. Yeah. It, it was yeah. there just as there were a lot of those kind of New Orleans-y yeah. things that he liked to play because he just he played loads of Louis Armstrong stuff that was his main influence so I think it I think it was a good fit yeah, we just, we, but it was just random it was just a bit <laughs> like, like I, I know why we're going to do this I think it, it was Jack it, it, it literally was just we've got a bit of time what should we play how about, how about that one let's do yeah. that one nice yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of thought that went into it no Jack, I mean it was more Jack and I was like let's play this tune and then someone else went what about this tune and I was like no let's play this tune <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so you know I'm I mean, we gave a little history thing there, which is true, but that, that was a reality what Robin just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, he said it was just like off the cuff, but there is, I mean, when I was listening to it, there's like, across all of the tunes, there's some lovely little detail, which I guess comes from all of you playing together a lot. Yeah. Uh, more than just, you know, pickup band or whatever. Um, but even on Tiger Rag, yeah. at the end, one of the breaks, uh, it's like Giacomo goes up to your arpeggio like two, yeah. two octaves and then you come down. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, he just, he was just like, that was suggested yeah, before yeah, you played. Yeah, yeah. Again, it was Giacomo's suggestion. All oh, right, okay, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. off the cuff, that would have been amazing. No, 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 no. We're not that. Well, Giacomo didn't write any, write any original material, so he just. So that was that was that was his tune. That was his contribution. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. If that anyone did any arranging, it was him on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice detail. Yeah.
mean, to hear a little bit about some of the other tunes, I mean, I only listened to them uh, today, as I said. Some uh, don't have names on as well. Yeah, so it's pretty sure. working titles. Yeah. Like a D, D flat fast comp. <laughs> uh, That's a great name, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, uh, so whose, whose tune was that? That's, That's mine. Oh, yeah. It's now in D, so it should be called D, for, oh. D fast. <laughs> D oh. fast. That's to throw the audience off. Um, that was pretty cool as well. So it's got like the kind of straight ahead thing, and then on the B section, it's got like the kind of uh, the bossa kind of thing. That's right, yeah, but just for the melody and that's the fade and swing. Sorry? Latin feel. Yeah. The Latin yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, what else? Some cool blues on there as well. So I mean, yeah. So oh, the only contrafacts were the blues, the only kind of common chord change. Yes. Yeah. And then the rest of them were all original chord yeah. changes. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah that's right. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Really nice. Um, what did I write down? I mean, I just jotted down some notes while I was listening to them. Mm. Um, your Jeremy slow tune was really nice. Kind that of. That now has a title. It's called "It Passed Me By." It passed me by. Yeah, yeah it was really nice. Kind of like hints of Solstice War, things like that. Yeah, so, exactly. Sunny, sunny, that's sunny one street. of my favourite tunes, actually. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the tune that could have been the soundtrack to Midnight in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I was going for. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just, Just a couple of years too late. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty cool it's got like the kind of like fast kind of tag at the beginning and then yes. the blues itself is a bit slower the blues itself is just a pretty like yeah. basic so but that's got a b section as well is it it has a, a little b section just to just to throw in there as a i don't know <laughs> just to have a b section just so it wasn't just a straightforward blues but also it was an actual uh it did come from the piece it wasn't like i'm gonna get this and smash it into that like that. It was like, it, it did come out. But uh, yeah, it was just to make it not as, not just a blues. I mean, the one tune that really stood out to me, which, I mean, you've covered like fast tempos, slow tempos, um, different kind of feels, but the one that really stands out is Marrakesh. Yes. Okay, right, yeah. That's yours. That's fine, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the most kind of unorthodox Yeah, it's also because it's in different time signatures as well. It crosses different goes into seven and it comes back into four and it, all that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know, that was just because um, I'm really, really into a lot of Middle Eastern music, North African music and like Persian music, and, um, all sorts of stuff like that. And also flamenco, I think a lot of it was, was born out of that as well. Yeah, um, and it was just a, and it's called Marrakesh because the idea was, con the first idea for it was conceived in Marrakesh when I was actually there. Um, and it just sort of rolled off from there and then bit by bit just little things kept coming to mind and then there was like little sections everywhere that I knew would be to do with the tune and then eventually they all just sort of made a little mould. But yeah, it's just like a... It's, it, it feels like it's really long but it's actually only six minutes long I think. It's not even that yeah. long, it just has a long feel about it. Yeah, there's a few different sections. There's lots, yeah. lots of different sections and different grooves and you know. Thank you. 
listening to it, I actually thought that you might have had a hand in it as well because it's got that kind of Eastern European violin kind of stuff towards the end. Yeah. That kind of that kind of those kind of ornaments that Cha would do, for example. Yeah. It's yeah. Got a bit of that. That, that's just, yeah, I guess that's just like yeah, that fits, playing. That fits the tune perfectly. Yeah, like, nice it, sound yeah. and yeah. that <laughs> thing. I mean, like, no, Matt, I, think I guess, I guess, I, I guess some of like some of the the melody bits I turned into these ornaments because they sounded really close to ornaments, and then mm. I just ended up playing them. Yeah, 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 yeah. and um, I think it was like little. There was there were sections where because I'd done it, the I'd originally performed that tune with a drummer and a bassist, and then I had to think, rethink it a little bit in terms of gypsy jazz. And then, you know, Matt said, "Well, for one of the sections, why don't you give that, make that section my solo, as in his solo?" And it instead of just being like, we both take a solo over this really long spit in just with one chord it's like so it was really nice because then I had a solo and then there was a section and then suddenly Matt Solis comes in and it makes it into a more like a story yeah 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 and that, you know just little things like that Matt had it and just his sound over over that whole thing is pretty much exactly what I wanted because it it kind of related close to this um, I can't remember what it's called a, a Persian an Iranian instrument Iranian ancient classical instrument called the Clement Keller I don't know what it's called it's a little violin that you sit cross-legged next to like this and it's got one string and you turn it with the bow to get the different sound okay like rabab type thing I, I guess so yeah i'm not sure but there's just there's moments of it where it has it really has that sound yeah so yeah. just yeah it's perfect yeah it's a great tune yeah, really, really nice. tune samuro which is yours yeah classic yeah family favorite yeah. <laughs> that, go that's the anthem of the whole is that london a, django collective yeah, that, yeah that's that, a single that is the anthem yeah. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna gonna go out on a limb here and assume that you wrote that when you were at samo on the samuel campsite i didn't you it didn't actually jeremy suggested <laughs> <Liar. it that laughs> <laughs> i wish i did but it it just i just wanted to write a, a fast jam tune in a minor key that was a bit of a burner that we could all have a shred on yeah and it sort of for me that sort of that's what it's like a samurai you know just burning through fast tunes and uh, that's it and samurai is the campsite at the django festival just think yeah and that kind of like goes back to what we were saying at the beginning like place like jazz and place i mean gypsy jazz like sam samwa is like the mecca for everyone every year yeah you know they exactly. do their work over the year and they go back there and to meet up with everybody and play yeah is... and then we play i wasn't sure what to call it and jeremy said i should call it samurai I was like, ah, and then we played it at Sam, right? And I was like, no, ah, it does work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just got it. Reckon there's already a tune called Samurai. There, very there well, will, um, man. But it, it won't be recorded and it won't be copyrighted. So in fact, I think Daniel Daniel oh, Irving has written one. Ah, uh, yeah. definitely got an album called Samurai. Samurai. Okay. You might have to have it out. Yeah. <laughs> Find out the death. <laughs> But yeah, I was good. Actually, I wrote down that there's kind of it sounds like there's an influence of like Moynard and Gino, Sebastian Gino there as yeah, well. But like I said, it's just like a kind of gypsy jazz thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, originally when me and Matt talked about this project, we were like, yeah, let's do some originals. Uh, sorry, some standards. You know, gypsy jazz classics. And then we were like, hang on, that'll just be like Selma six seven, but worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we decided maybe if we brought if we did originals. Yeah. I think it was your idea actually. It was like, why yeah. not do that? And then I was like, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. But I haven't got any tunes. <laughs> it just makes you so, do it. Yeah, it does. It makes you do it. So, did you, like, so the Marrakesh one you'd been working on beforehand, you said? Yeah, so I some think of that, the... that was 
it took that. I mean, not I wasn't intensively working on it like constantly, but I think it took me a good eight months to to get like be able to gig it, thinking, okay, that's how it's going to be. But you've always had tunes that you're writing and stuff, yeah. and same for Robin. You've the tunes that you had before, aren't they? Really, like cats yeah. out of the bag is obviously yeah. yours. Yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah. 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 Take full responsibility <laughs> for that one. And the waltz as well. Robert's yeah. Waltz, you know. So the waltz, I started, I started writing that one years ago in Samoa. Uh, and then it was only this that made me sort of finish it, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. It sounds good. It sounds good with, with Matt on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice it. to hear it, actually. Yeah. It's all bad. I've had <laughs> this thing in my head for years. And it's just such a nice opportunity to yeah. hear it fully done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, uh, if this was before Midnight in Paris, this could be another one of the tunes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How's that by the way? And then the cats out of the bag. It's kind of it's got a very kind of post boppy kind of head, actually. I thought, kind of like different ground kind of sound. I just wanted to play something super simple, yeah. <laughs> super simple, and and in a kind of light medium groove. So tonight will be the first gig airing all the tunes then? Yeah. 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 Might be the only gig. It depends how things go. Yeah. We're just going to call it the gig. The gig. It's the gig. And take it from there. Yeah. Um, Our forward slash the gig. Yeah. So you're going to do all the tunes from the record or from the recording session, and then a couple of standards as well. Yeah. Django, Django tunes. We've all picked one Django tune each. Oh yeah. Well, we get to hear that. Giacomo's arrangements that, that one break. Yes. Then it turns up. Cool. Um, I mean, I guess, yeah, finally, is there, like, what are the immediate plans for the collective and then long term plans if you thought that far? Well, clearly you haven't thought that far ahead of it. It's like, well, this gig and see what it's happens. It's about releasing the music slowly, isn't it? We're, we're releasing, we're, well, yeah, yeah. Also, the different thing that I felt I want to do with this is to not do an album because, I don't know. You put an album out and it's like a big splash, bang, and then everyone goes, eh, nice, and then they just turn their heads and mm. whatever, you know, and then you got like, you know, 800 of them in your, in your flat. Yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> my last album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you don't, you know, it's, it's not really, you don't really need to do that. Yeah. It's like things have changed. Yeah, absolutely. Things yeah. have changed in music, so you, yeah. you're sort of trying new stuff out. So we're just gonna put out these as little, little singles Every couple of weeks, once we once we get started in uh, late September, I'm thinking, um, putting them out as little EPs, little two-track EPs, mm. basically. And we've got a video for each tune. Uh, sorry, for each for each release. Each and uh, yeah, just doing digital at the moment. And you know, if, if it ends up that people like it and people want to have something that's uh, physical at some point, then then we uh, we make them then. But mm. like you know. It's, I don't know. I just felt like album thing doesn't. I don't know if it, doesn't, it hasn't worked for me in the past. So yeah, I thought yeah. it'd be nice to try yeah, something the, different. 
in like the nature or the era of the internet, like everything yeah. is so quick, you know, yeah. check things out and then you it's move also on. also more sustainable environmental yeah, yeah. approaches. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, no, it's the real motivation. I did it because of climate change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Musicians yeah, I mean, and eco-warriors. All the yeah. CDs <laughs> I have in my flat, they're, they're just going to fucking end up in a landfill. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. Well, maybe not all of them, but some of them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what they're like, you know, one day. Your grandkids will pull them out of the attic, like, what, yeah. what, what, what's this? What is yeah. it? Yeah. What, what, what even, how do you yeah, play yeah. this? Is this even legal to have this much plastic in one place? Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Um, and then so yeah that's the that's, that's the, the plan I guess for the collective I just want to say that we did investigate there's a type of coconut and hemp based biodegradable plastic oh, yeah. it's, it's uh, we decided against it yeah. just to go fully digital <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> see, see, see the hemp plant yeah, yeah. yeah, there, yeah. yeah. cool um, yeah I guess that's it I mean I guess I'll let you guys get ready for, for the gig and get set mm. up and, and we're just going to Smoke cigarettes. <laughs> beer, I just so. want to say this is the first podcast I've listened to the whole thing of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just same as me. Yeah. First, and actually, I did have one more question, and um, that reminded me of it. I was listening to the podcast with you and um, what's your name? Nicola Benedetti. No, the gardener. The gardener? Sorry. Oh, no. Joanna Gardner. Joanna Gardner. Yeah, yeah. she's no. not a gardener. She's not actually a violinist. Matt's actually got two podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but some, <something> gardening, <laughs> Mr. Gardner. That's your, yeah. your other interest. Like Climbing the verge. And it's in about gardening, but I just talked to gardeners and asked them weird questions. <laughs> could be, it, could be, it could work. It could work. <laughs> in a weird way. I don't think it would. Um, <laughs> I think I'd fuck it up. Well, something that you sent her. Something you sent her in a. Uh, was that you know sometimes you feel like gypsy jazz uh, is turning into this weird uh, weird acoustic rock weird acoustic oh, rock yeah. gypsy jazz, jazz turning into weird acoustic rock yeah I don't really I can't remember why I think you were talking I about said. like playing acoustically playing gigs acoustically oh yeah if you all, yeah if you all like plug in and just like turn up it's just like it's like as loud as a as loud as listening to an electric guitar, but it's an acoustic sound. It's just fucking weird. Yeah. I feel like I'm starting to get really pissed off with like the sound of any any like pickup that tries to make it sound acoustic. Yeah. I prefer like well, it's like a violinist. I prefer listening to like Stuff Smith because he's like he's like he like embraces the fact that it's not he's not playing acoustic violin. It sounds like like an electric guitar. But when all these pickups, they sound like and yeah, acoustic pickups like it's a real acoustic tone. It's like that's not a real acoustic tone. Yeah, it just so sounds like twanging. Compressed. Yeah, yeah it sounds like eh. It's like it's rubbish. Yeah. That was a really good impression. <laughs> nice. That was great. Yeah, came up with it myself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. Uh, thanks a lot for your time. I'll let yeah, you, uh, thank you. Chill out. Nice. Have a beer. Thanks very much. Yeah. Cool. Thank thanks you. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, so that is it. My thanks to the London Django Collective for taking the time to speak to me about their music. I really enjoyed catching up with them and I hope you enjoyed the conversation too. If you've enjoyed the brief excerpts of music that you've heard throughout the episode, then please do follow them on Facebook to find out where you can hear more. Or if you're passing through London at some stage, you can always swing by the jam session that some of the guys host at Kansas Smitty's. You can find out information about that from the Kansas Smitty's website. If you've enjoyed the podcast, of course, please do like, subscribe and all that. And to let you go, having teased some of the music along the way, I'm going to leave you with a live recording from the Collective's gig that evening. So this is their take on the Tiger Rag. Enjoy. Enjoy.
Thank you.